Hi, I'm KJ and welcome to my podcast, Not A Life Coach. This podcast is about a framework of questions I use to think through specific topics, to discover things about myself, to become aware of behaviours and perspectives that affect my life and how they do or do not serve me. This enables me to understand myself better, my behaviours, my beliefs and where these things may have stemmed from. Awareness leads to acceptance and then action to make change. This is just some of my journey of working on getting to know myself better for a healthier, happier and more content life. In my experience, rather than advising others on what to do, sharing of experience is a powerful way to help people. If you're following along and thinking over some of these questions and ideas, please remember these topics can be surprising and bring up all sorts of feelings. When this happens, we just need to take care of ourselves whatever self-care looks like to you. Take what you like and leave the rest and we'll see how this goes. This episode topic is finances. The best definition I found for this was management of revenues, the conduct or transaction of money matters generally. Looking at how I manage my money has guided me to look deeper at my thoughts and feelings, achievements and downfalls for the first time. It has made me realise that managing money is something we all have to do on a daily basis and our mindset behind this has such a massive impact. This did come as a surprise as I'm pretty diligent with my finances but I've not stopped to think about my mindset behind my decisions and behaviours, where these have come from and how my experiences and ideas affect my money management now. By realising where we came from, asking for help making new choices and watching the results, we can work our way into a better life. The first section is on managing money. And the first question asks, who is responsible for money management in my home? Well, my partner and I split the bills and we're both responsible for decisions on shared purchases. So there is some shared responsibility. But overall, the responsibility for whether I have enough money to get through rests with me. The next question is how much of my monthly expenses are for necessities and how much are for luxuries? This was a good one to do. I keep spreadsheets on my income and expenses, but I do not update or revisit them enough. So I did for this question and it made me realise, although I'm certainly not well off, I am doing the best I've ever done and it made me really proud. I've lived through some extremely tough times where finances are concerned, which have all added to an extreme anxiety where money is concerned. This does make me quite frugal a lot of the time. I don't like spending money if I can avoid it, especially on luxuries. And that's because I'm so used to not being able to afford to spend money on luxuries. This has really served me well in the past and it's got me through tough times, but it also holds me back because I'm afraid to spend money. And this means I often miss out on fun experiences, time with the people I love, material things that could make my life easier. Having huge anxiety over money is also not very serene. This question reminds me, I need to be aware of my monthly expenses and what surplus I may have on any given month so I can make better informed decisions over money. The next question is, what am I doing to take care of my future financial needs? 
Well, I pay into a pension that I did start quite late in life and I worry about how that will impact me. But for now, I have one and I'm actively contributing to it. I started a government saving scheme four years ago that's about to pay off, which is very nice. I tried to save as much as I can. I've also recently sorted a will too, so I feel like I'm getting on top of my personal admin relating to future finances. But this question is a reminder that I am worth taking care of. I am worth wishing for whatever I'd wish for my best friend or anyone I love. And I am worth spending the time to figure out these things and have some sort of goal or plan in place. The next question is, how do I communicate with others about financial responsibilities? Well, responsibly, I hope. I teach my children about money and financial responsibilities. I explain to them how much the house costs to run. I talk about the bills that I pay. I have children's bank accounts with cards for them and they get paid for doing chores and outstandingly good behaviour. They can manage that on an app, which is brilliant as they can see what they have and save or spend. For others, I'll always encourage people not to spend frivolously. At work, my frugality makes me very popular with my bosses. I can keep a project within or under budget. I know many tips on how to cut costs or keep them low. There was a time when I would get overly involved in my siblings' financial responsibilities and nag them, which only worked to raise their money anxieties rather than help them. Since coming to this programme, I realise that's not my place to do. My siblings are all adults now and their finances are none of my business. And that was a relief to me. I have wasted many hours stressing over my family's financial responsibilities, which was wasted energy and my nagging and judgement did not make me popular. Now I like to think that I'm modelling financially responsible behaviour. I don't make big purchases and I do not take credit. If I want or need something, I'll save up and I'll talk about that openly. I also watch how I talk about money with people. I find that if I slip into a negative attitude about money, I create that as my reality. Whereas if I remain positive and open-minded, my perspective can change my reality. The next section is my financial priorities. And the first question asks, what is my credit history? Well, this one was quite easy. It's good. I checked it recently and I am very proud of it. I do realise that because I don't take credit, like loans, etc., and I'm not a high earner, this all has an effect. So my credit score is as good as it can be. But when I focus on it that way, I create my own poverty mentality because I start to feel trapped in a socioeconomic group that feels impossible to escape, one in which it definitely feels like I will always be denied the privileges of the rich simply because of the class I was born into. Now this may be true for many things, but it does not bring me serenity to continuously focus on this. It also limits my possibilities. If I believe that is my truth, then that will be my truth. Instead, I try and focus on being grateful for what I have and remember the fact that I have an income and a roof over my head and food in my cupboards makes me richer than a huge proportion of the human race. The next question is, how do I personally decide about a special purchase? Now, this was an interesting one. To me, a special purchase means expensive. I thought over my process for this and realised I've never consciously thought about this in depth before. 
I am awful at deciding on whether to buy expensive things or not. I spend a long time weighing up the pros and cons, agonising over whether I really need it or not, whether it's really worth the money, whether the problem it will solve is worth spending money on. The list goes on and on. I need to really justify it to myself. And if it's just for me and just a luxury, I won't buy it, even if I can afford it. If I do have a reason, then I will. But I'll never take credit for anything like that. I'd have to save for it. When I discussed this one with my sponsor, she pointed out that I'm feeling guilt if something feels frivolous, as I've learned to take care of myself and I've never experienced a time when I could be frivolous and enjoy it without consequence. The next question asked, what if I purchased that was not affordable at the time? I thought long and hard over this question and honestly cannot think of one instance when I bought something that wasn't affordable at the time. Again, I learned young, that if I want something, I need to save for it, and I always have done. My money anxiety would never let me spend money if I didn't have it. The next section is titled, Being Financially Responsible. And the first question asks, who provides my financial security? Well, again, me. I do have a partner and we share expenses, but I have always kept my finances separate. I take care of my own and I provide my own financial security. The next question asks, how am I prepared to earn my own money if the need arises? Well, by any means possible, although I'm not sure that's totally true. There have been times where I've had absolutely nothing and had to consider options I'd rather not do. I've considered everything and weighed up the pros and cons and fortunately for me, I possess administrative skills that make me employable, so I've always managed to find work when I needed it. I often think over ideas to work for myself or create multiple income streams that I always hear others talk about, but for some reason I just never have the guts to do it. Or maybe I just don't have the energy. Actually, maybe a bit of a mix of the both. I know I have the skills and I can do more than I'm currently doing or have done in my employed work. This is the reason I started a degree when I was on maternity leave, but it didn't quite propel me into my dream career or a huge salary as I hoped it would. This section got me thinking over so many of my attitudes towards money, how my anxiety over money holds me back in so many ways, yet helps me in so many ways. I don't quite understand it yet, but I am now aware of it, and this is what this process is all about. The next question is, who has met my financial obligations in the past? Well, I suppose my parents when I was a kid. Then I left home very young, and from there on, I've always met my own financial obligations. There wasn't much else I could think of for this one. My sponsor reminded me that sometimes there isn't a lot to each question. These are all so individual for all of us. She reminded me not to overthink this. At this stage, it's just a list, a list of things to be aware of. And in time, the programme I'm working with will address anything that needs to be addressed. The next question is, what are the ways I allow financial concerns to take priority over my personal needs? Well, sadly, my answer to this one is quite a lot. When I'm very anxious over money, I will refuse to buy myself things I need. I'll put off and make do. I won't get things fixed in the house. A good example of this is during the lockdown, our toilet flush broke. 
I'd been fixing it myself for months and it finally got beyond my abilities. I was furloughed at the time and I had no idea whether I was going to keep my job or not, so I was hoarding the little savings I had. I was terrified that the bill to fix the toilet would be huge, so much so that I put it off. At the time, I had no idea whether it was going to come down to making a mortgage payment or getting the toilet fixed, and that's how I was seeing it. Then, when the lockdowns hit, no one could actually come into the house to do it. The kids and I ended up having to flush the toilet with a bucket for weeks before someone was allowed to come into the house. Eventually, I found a local tradesman, and it ended up costing me 60 quid to fix properly. 60 quid! I flushed the toilet with a bucket for weeks over the fear of a bill that ended up being 60 quid. The most ridiculous thing is had my best friend or any of my siblings or family or anybody I love been in such a position, I would have lent them the money to get it fixed, but I wouldn't spend it on myself. When I look back at it, I see how ridiculous my thinking was because of fear. It's a classic example of how I bury my head in the sand and lose all ability to think rationally. My physical health is also affected when I worry over money and I really thought through the amount of time that I spend worrying about it. It made me begin to realise by worrying I keep myself in that poverty mentality. I create my reality and limit myself. I really need to find another way of thinking about money. The next question led on nicely. It's what role does my higher power play in my sense of well-being? Well, as I've learned, to hand over my worries. But I forget this all the time. When I do it, it's always helpful. And by believing in a power higher than myself, I can let go of the unbearable pressure that everything is on my shoulders. I remember how much of the things I'm worrying about are not in my control at all. I can think through my worries and problems and hand these thoughts over. After I've done this, a solution always comes to me at some point. It could be a solution I hadn't previously considered that just pops into my mind, or an opportunity presents itself and ends up solving some other parts of the puzzle. When I'm not locked down by fear and anxiety, I can be more open to other ideas and have a clear and rational mind to help me make decisions. Believing in a higher power has freed me of so much worry and stress. It's been absolutely liberating. The last section is financial control. The first question is, how have I used money to try and change someone else's behaviour? Well, I mean, I definitely do bribe my kids with money all the time. But otherwise, I couldn't immediately recall any time I have tried to change someone's behaviour with money. I suppose in the past I have given money or paid for things and expected appreciation or directed people on how to use the money I'd lent them. But this is something I'm very aware of nowadays. The final question asked, when did I inappropriately withhold my financial support? Again, I struggled to come up with anything for this one. I don't think I've ever been in a position to provide financial support that I would be able to withhold. The last bit, as usual, is my findings. Being financially responsible feels rewarding and I'm proud and grateful of what I've achieved and what I've got. But anxiety and confusion from the fear of wasting money leads me to feel in constant survival mode. In my programme, I am learning that with finances, as well as all other aspects of my life, it's best to take care of myself, be responsible and practice balance.
working through this topic has really opened my eyes to some of my money concepts, where they come from and how they affect me in the present day. Anxiety and fear are definitely not serenity and that's the goal. I hope to learn to stop, acknowledge the fear and understand why it's there so I can be responsible but not fearful. To do this, I just have to ask for help to overcome the anxiety and the worry and therefore make the new choices and work my way into a better life. Thank you for listening and I hope this was useful for you. I must also credit the music by Les FM from Ukraine and my amazing team who have helped me to create this. If you found this podcast useful, please like and subscribe and join me in the next episode.